recess. Let's get started on Mr. Dallas' testimony. Was he sworn in? Yeah, he was okay. before we went to recess. Okay. Um, Mr. Dallas, uh, what's your connection with the uh, Gorshkow Deli? Um, I'm one of the, the owners. I'm the majority owner of the uh, <coughs> Okay, and Mr. Dallas, can you please keep your voice up? You have a court reporter. I'm one of the owners. I'm the majority owner of the Gorshkow Deli. Okay. And, and what was your inspiration to, in starting the Gorshkow Deli? So my family owned and operated a lot of the iconic institutions of the Borschfeld. Um, my great-grandfather owned a luncheonette, was one of the first people at the turn of the century to make egg creams. So I had, uh, um, you know, I, I grew up uh, going to these resorts and, and summer camps in the Catskills, and it was a very important part of my family's culture. I was growing up, I was very close to my, my community, my synagogue, was the, the judge of the community. Um, you know, I, I had uh, been involved in local local politics myself, and uh, really a lot of philanthropic uh, causes, which the new town is very well known as itself to be part of a philanthropic process. And one thing I wanted to do was, you know, as part of the Borschfeld, which I don't know if you're familiar with the Borschfeld, but uh, you know, Tayday were the uh, you know, 1950s, 1960s, but it started, you know, during the time period of the 30s, 40s, lot of, lots of anti-Semitism. Uh, this started as the only place where uh, they called it Jewish, uh, you know, the Jewish Alps or the Acacia Land. It was one of the few places where Jewish people could go. And, uh, you know, other places around the area prior, it was big on lots of signs, by the way, lots of you know, neon signs that said no Jews allowed. For a brief period of time, and this became a place where Jews could practice, uh, you know, uh, their, their kashrut on uh, on Shabbat. They could pray. They could be with their families. They could be with their communities. If you've ever seen Living Nancy or Mrs. Maisel, uh, which it goes up there, very similar to that. Um, I'm also um, I'm considered an ambassador of the Jewish culture. I'm going to object to the, to the ongoing response to this question. You've given Mr. Dallas a lot of leeway, but this is irrelevant. It's, it's just not relevant. I think it's very relevant in the sense of there's the history of the Borschfeld and the origin of Borschfeld is because there was signage of, of, of stating no Jews allowed. And the, irony here, the irony here is that this board, this, this township is trying to take away signage to respect the history of Georgetown, whose origin was anti-Semitic behavior. Wait, wait, I didn't, stop, stop. We're, we're, we're trying to keep order, trying to preserve a record. There's been one question that allowed a rolling five-minute response. We get back to a question and answer relevant to why we're here, which is the violation of the permit. We were here because of the selective enforcement by this township of the signage based on content, which we'll go through emails with even Mr. Sanders said that it's based on the content of the sign. And just to clarify, I'm on the board of the Borschfeld Museum, so I am part of the historical preservation of Jewish culture. Thank you, sir. I apologize. We're waiting for the next question from your counsel. Okay. So, was there a time that you received a, a violation notice regarding the signage in, in question? 
by the time I received the notice from uh, uh, Newtown Center Associates, I would say it was roughly late June, if I had to be precise, late June. Um, I know I see the first notice was sent out June 13th. The only time I, I knew something was going on was <coughs> our neighbor, the former owner of the beer store, Andrew Prentice. Um, Couple days during this time period, we had uh, reported um, Dennis for anti-Semitic uh, behavior, property destruction. Police came, township was notified. Um, Dennis had told me, uh, came up to us and said, "Did you get objection?" This is clearly hearsay. Um, that there was destruction. Wait, wait, wait. That's already you have a response to the objection. Um, we have no. I have no. Mr. Sanders is objecting to this question. So let you well, I, well, so again, I think it goes to the fact of the person who we're talking about, the same person who filed the complaint. Okay. The they, 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 opened, they opened it up. Nothing they opened, they, they opened it up by stating an objection to the science. Sustain the objection. Thank you, Please move forward to the next question. So, was there a time that you prepared an application for appeal for this item? Yes, I came uh, on July 21st. Uh, I, I, I did an application. I got it, um, I went to the, um, I got it notarized. I came in with my appeal on it on July 21st with the check on July 21st within that 30 day period. Um, I was then told when I came up here with my check and application that it was the loan amount. $815, that was my 16,000 something dollars I briefed out. Uh, Mr. Sander and I had conversations that I was here, that I tried to file my appeal, that they gave me the wrong amount. We've had that conversation at the time period also. Uh, I guess I was so upset that I left my um, my license with the, the administration of the township. Uh, Michael Lewis sent me an email on July 24th, letting me know that I left my license in the building during that three-week period, I was trying to uh, figure out, you know, the right way to do this appeal and get it done. But I did file, came in with the intention of filing, and in dialogue with Mr. Sander during that period, to say I filed untimely, it was because my application was rejected by retail as I came in with the proper paper file. How, how much on July 21st did you have a check for? $815. And how much did you ultimately pay for the app, the filing fee for the application? Later on, $815. And, there, and I'm going to direct your attention to Exhibit 6 of, of our uh, packet of materials. There did reach a time where you did have your communication with Mr. Sanders on July 21st, 2023. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. And and what what was Mr. What was the substance of that email? The, the gist of it said maybe if it didn't say the Vorschbelt and maybe it was said open and was smaller, maybe there would be a way to you know, figure this out. So it was more about the content that was the, the issue than the actual sign itself. Okay. And then in, 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 in that email, um, Mr. Sanders also stated that the majority of the storefront um, included that Vorschbelt sign. Is that correct? It, it, included that what? That the Vorschbelt sign. The, the Vorschbelt sign. The, the majority, so going to the codes that we knew about and signage in general, uh, the email stated that 
this total storefront of glass and window that's there, the sign itself that has the letters the worst are is less than 25%. But I wouldn't say that's the majority. It's, that's a false statement to me in my mind. It's less than 25% is not the majority. I don't think I have any further questions. I don't have any questions for Mr. Dalwitz. I just have um, um, exhibit six, uh, A6, which is correspondence between myself. Well, actually, it's not correspondence. It's a one-way email from me to Mike. Um, and um, you can tell the zoning officer to my right is a copy on there, as well as the township manager, township assistant manager, uh, the other township zoning officer and the township zoning clerk. Um, I would ask that the board read the entire email without plucking out uh, certain things about content of signs. Uh, I would ask that the board read that entire email, two paragraphs that I wrote to Mr. Dalloway in an effort to respond to his questions uh, concerning how he might best go about negotiating this matter. That's it. I have no questions. I'd love to. Go ahead. Thank you. <clears throat> Emails dated July 21st, 2023, at 4.16 p.m. Subject is Rains of Borschtfeld. To Mike Dalowitz, uh, CC Michael Lewis, Catherine McGovern, Mike Italia, Anna Ginvard, and Christy Kasny. It says, hi, Mike. I understand that the enforcement letter was sent to you as a result of several complaints received by the township regarding a large, quote, the Borscht Belt, close quote, neon sign that takes up the majority of your storefront window. Other neon signs in the shopping center seem to be much smaller and are limited to, quote, open, close quote, signs. That said, the township is investigating the other signs and will issue enforcement notices if those signs violate the zoning ordinance. I am also checking on the fees that you were quoted for filing a zoning hearing board application and will advise if there is any discrepancy. Please know that the township is not selectively enforcing its ordinances against you or the business. The code enforcement and zoning departments respond to complaints and if there is a violation, they issue enforcement notices with no attention paid to the religious beliefs, gender, age, ethnicity, race, sexual orientation, or any other protected class. New paragraph. My respectful suggestion is that if you want to try to keep the sign, that you file the appropriate application to the zoning hearing board and pursue that path. I'll get you the applicable fee and you can move forward with the application. Please note that the application must be complete and that you may need plans that depict the dimensions and the materials of the sign in order to submit a complete application. The zoning department will guide you with the details. As noted, the township will investigate other potentially illegal signs in the shopping center and take enforcement action as applicable Thanks for your continued input and dialogue on this issue. Best, Dave. That's the email in its entirety for the boards. Any other, Mr. Senior, any other um, questions? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you redirect 
Yeah, did you have any other communications, either oral or written, with Mr. Sanders regarding this matter? Yes, there's been a, there was many phone calls uh, between Mr. Sanders and myself. Um, the one before this uh, was probably our first or testing call that led to other or testing calls, let's say. Um, this one, you know, basically, I, I took offense to it where uh, this was the, this is the, the public email was everyone CC'd after our conversation that we had on the phone. And under oath, um, you know, I, I would say our conversation was more geared toward the content of the sign, uh, to saying that, listen, Mike, essentially, you know, what if he, you know, what if he didn't make a big deal of this? What if it just was a, you know, he maybe got a smaller open sign like everyone else, and, you know, maybe, maybe this, this just minimized the situation. I think I might have replied with that because I was put very much offense to this. And I apologize for what I said in the content that I was angry and I might have called him a bad Jew uh, to the degree because I do apologize for it. For sure. Uh, but I did say that. I said, I think that's horrific. I took offense and I called him a bad Jew after that. This was the reply to the people CC'd afterwards. And I took offense to saying that if I changed the content and made it smaller, that, that maybe that, that's something we might be able to work with. to your questions, I'd like to ask Ms. Ginhart if uh, she was involved in any inspection, as the zoning officer, of any inspection of the Borscht Belt um, prior to its opening and any sign-off on the issuance of a certificate of occupancy. You may have called her and asked the question. Ms. Ginhart, you were still on, on your list. Yeah. Um, no, I was not involved in the inspection. Uh, would that be more of an engineering uh, inspection and building code inspection rather than a zoning inspection? Yes. Okay. You have any questions as to cross on that question that was just asked? Yes, I do. I would like to point your direction uh, to, uh, it is in exhibit I believe this exhibit one application for appeal, the last page of it. Uh, it's it's labeled proposed floor plan A-1.1. And, and I do apologize for this, but this was the question is this was what was submitted to the township when my client applied. Uh, for zoning with respect to this restaurant, correct? I don't know. We don't require this for zoning. I'm not sure. I apologize, sir. Um, 
Are you referring to A-1.1 post-court plan? Yes, right. Okay. Yes. That was marked by me as Zoom Hearing Board 1 is the last chairing with the vice chairman. <coughs> Just wanted to make sure we're all looking at the same document. Other board members have that in front of them? Yeah, this is a plan that's almost completely illegible. I can't even read it with my, my uh, magnifying lens. And, and, and we can, and, and I, again, I do apologize for the smallness of, of the document. So let's ask the question and see if the size. Okay, okay. that sounds like a good idea. Um, we'll come into impact. The, the, this document does state in, in the front portion where the window is, there is an indication uh, of new, new signage to be installed. Where, where are you referring So right where you have the seating area circle over there, and you have the door on the bigger plan that says new window sign. On my appeal, I also noted that there was an error by the architect on submission that it was supposed to not say new window sign, it was supposed to say neon window sign, and I have that on the appeal statement from July 2. There was an error on the architectural plans. Um, uh, it, it does, on the bigger point, uh, it says new window signs, so the township was aware there was a window sign. Uh, objection, there's no evidence to that. We've got a plan that we can't read. There's a circle and black marker on there with three lines on it. I don't know what that means. It says new wall mount shelving next to it. I, I can't even read. It says there's a bagel-shaped thing in front of the pedestrian walkway and I don't Mr. know what that is in that you cannot read all of this you have a larger copy of this well that's what I was going to say if, if I can have leave to uh, for to submit this after the hearing with a better you know you know maybe something that's blown up in that little area to help mm -hmm. everyone read that and, uh, the I get what is the the, the point is this was this of showing yeah. this with respect to the, the sign well, I would say that in essence, they did get a permit for it because it, during their submission for the restaurant, which, which and this signage was submitted by, to the township, there was no objection to the fact that we proposed new signage in the front window. And as I believe the vice chairman indicated, or at least questioned, you know, there, you know, there, there was an inspection done with the CO. Well, I think to clarify the record, Mr. Solicitor, Mr. Vice Chairman, I believe that the applicant referred to his conditional use application back in 2022, the Borscht Belt Delicatessen, which was approved subject to conditions. And one of the conditions of approval uh, of the conditional use application, which allowed Mr. Dalowitz to proceed with his business was that all signage must conform to the standards established for the Village of Newtown South Shopping Center and that the applicant must comply with all applicable codes, ordinances, resolutions, and regulations of the township. And that's why we're that's why we're here tonight because the applicant has failed to do that with regard to his neon sign. Were you just reading from the conditional use approval? From the conditional use approval, I haven't. Um, it's, 
It's a matter of record. I can hand up if you want. I only have one copy, but I can hand, show to counsel and hand up a copy of the conditional use decision uh, that is signed by at least three members of the Board of Supervisors uh, dated March, uh, um, it was an April 27th year. Let's show it to counsel and call Certainly. Are you citing paragraph 12 on the third page? Paragraph 12 and 15. And for the record, I'm okay if you read both of those paragraphs. Yes, so paragraph 12 states, all signage must conform to the standards established for the village and Newtown South Shopping Center. Um, and I don't have a copy of this lease, but my understanding is that the lease allowed us to put a neon sign there. And then, and, and then, um, I had to negotiate it that way. There's objection. Yeah, and then the applicant must comply with all applicable codes, ordinances, resolutions, or regulations of the township. That's paragraph 15 that you Correct. pointed to. Um, and as I would indicate, there's again, in, in, whether it's an uneven enforcement or no enforcement of this regulation, and there's no record to show that this township has enforced it other than this situation and a complaint by us regarding other uneven enforcements. The only reason I'm handing this up is because I, I asked for it. You, you asked for it, and because we had referred to a plan that was included in the application that is alleged to have been some kind of approval by the township of the sign when it doesn't mention a sign. And my reference to the conditional use approval was because I think this plan may have been submitted in support of that conditional use application. So that's the tie-in between the two. But the conditional use applications, our decision speaks for itself. Do you have any further questions on the redirects of the zoning officer? Or the move calls, I apologize. Um, no, I do not. Do you have any other witnesses? Yes, I have one more. Um, Mr. Dallas's uh, business partner. Um, if I don't remember, I'd like to move for the admission of Exhibit C6. That would be admitted. Thank you. Let's give your name for the record and have you sworn in. Judy Guerra, Royal Department of Business and Lawyer, about to take the approval of the exemption. Yes. Let's spell your name for me. Uh, Nick Liberato, uh, N I C K, uh, spelled L I B E R A T O. Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, Nick, um, do you know who, who complained about the art uh, 
your signage at the board fell? Objection. Irrelevant. Yes. Objection. Well, it goes to the content. Who complained doesn't matter. Well, it, my understanding is that the only reason why there's a violation is because it wasn't. We're not going to tolerate. That's correct. It was a complaint. Who complained is irrelevant. So it was a complaint. Why they complained is They complained about an illegal sign. No, they complained about the content. No, they did not. Well, well, let's find out. Well, that's just a question for the zoning officer. Yeah. Not Mr. Liberato. It was a question. Can you repeat the question? Yes. Do you know who complained about the signage at the board fell? Objection. Objection. Irrelevant. It's very relevant to the uneven enforcement of this regulation. Those are the content. Which question is not before the zoning hearing? What is the state of objection? We move on to the next question. There's no further questions. No questions. I would just ask for the admission of our exhibits as well. Objection to the admission of exhibit A5, nearby similar signs. They're irrelevant. Goes strictly to relevancy. Nearby signs are out there, maybe in the township. It's irrelevant to the board consideration of this enforcement notice for this sign. So I object to exhibit A5. All the others are fine. We are going to overrule the objection and note that they will be given the appropriate weight that they deserve in all the exhibits that will be admitted. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The board is going to be inclined to take it into executive session to discuss this. Before we do that, we'd like to hear some closing argument from the parties. Well, certainly. Thank you, Mr. Solicitor, Mr. Fletcher. Members of the board, appreciate your patience as this is a somewhat emotional matter. But I don't think that it should be, and I don't think that it's warranted. This is a zoning case. This is a case limited to a sign that is neon that appears in the front window of a business in the township. A complaint was received by the zoning officer. She investigated it. She saw what she perceived in her professional opinion as a violation of the sign ordinance. She issued an enforcement notice. It was not appealed in a timely manner, which I've argued previously, which you'll take under advisement. But even if it had been, let's go to the merits of the case. Even if it had been timely appealed, the sign is what it is. It's a neon sign that's hanging in the front window of this establishment, and it violates the zoning ordinance. There's no question about that. The issue of whether there are other signs in a township that is 12-plus square miles in area is not at issue here. The appellant has made this a case of disparate treatment, of singling this business person out based on content because it is a Jewish deli. It's being made into something that is much more suited for argument before a federal judiciary. 
according to the federal bench. This is a very simple case. This is an illegal sign. This person was cited. Others were cited. You have letters to the others. Testimony unrefuted was that those folks came into compliance with the zoning ordinance and now their signs are compliant. There is also no evidence that the signs in other areas of the township are illegal. There's no evidence that they're neon. There's no evidence that they're too large. And it's possible that they all have been issued permits, which this sign has not been. So let's not go down the rabbit hole of selective enforcement and anti-Semitism and content-based enforcement. This is a matter that was brought to the township's attention. It followed through like it has in hundreds and hundreds of other cases with zoning violations in the township. And that's why we're here. And I would respectfully ask that the board focus its decision and first hold that it was not timely filed based on the application itself. But secondly, that even if it was timely filed, that this sign is in violation of the zoning ordinance and that the zoning officer issued a truly correct and proper enforcement notice uh, citing the owner with the applicable violation of the ordinance for failure to obtain a permit and failure to, and for having a neon sign in clear violation of the zoning ordinance. I'm not here to say that banning neon signs is a good idea. I don't know whether it is or not. All I know is that that's what the zoning ordinance that this board is authorized to interpret says. It says inert gas signs and exposed tube signs are not permitted in the jointure, including Newtown Township. We would ask respectfully on behalf of the township that the board enforce that provision. Thank you. <coughs> Good evening, members of the board. Um, thank you for your time. We do appreciate it. Um, and for the forum. Uh, first of all, with regards to the timeliness of the appeal, um, as you as you saw uh, with the email between uh, Mr. Sanders and my client, Michael Dollywitz, there was a discrepancy of how much was being charged, or allegedly was being charged, for the filing fee. It, it, on July 21st, which was within the 30 day period, my client came to the township to try to file this, this appeal for $815. My client was asked to pay an exorbitant amount more, refused to. It took a few weeks for that, you know, for, for it to be dealt with, where then my client paid the $815 he should have paid. So that's the reason why the complaint, the appeal was not filed until August, was because the township refused to accept the, the filing because they thought that the amount that was, uh, for the filing fee was over $16,000, which was not correct. Objection, it's not in the record. It is, he testifies that. Sydney, Sydney, it's more than the amount of money. Okay, so it's more than the amount of money. That's not the hundred So now what's not in the record is, is whether or not these other properties um, or other establishments in the shopping center, which also have neon signs, whether they came into compliance. There's no evidence that was submitted showing that they were in compliance. There's no pictures. So Mr. Sandrin makes a, 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 a just a statement saying, oh yeah, everyone else is compliance with us. And that's, there's no record in that respect. But let's look at what is in the record. The fact is, is that we, there was been selective enforcement 
of this zoning code. Uh, in that there are other examples outside of the shopping center where this, this township has allowed neon signs to exist. And the irony here is this. The Borscht Belt was created by the Jewish community in, the, in, in a portion of New York State, the Catskills, as a resort community. And why was it created for the Jewish community? Because there was signage there that did not allow Jews. It said no Jews. No Jews were allowed to, to uh, inhabit resorts within the Catskills. And there, over a period of like 30 years, there were like 500 hotels that were created in there specific to the Jewish community. And now we have a situation where, you know, Delhi gets respecting the past of what, what was there, what was special there. And the irony here is we're being tell, told to take down the sign, something that we're proud of. So, you know, again, going to the content here, if we were allowed to testify, because we heard that someone complained, we would like to know why they complained. And if they testified, you would have heard it was because of the content, because of the connection. I'm just speculation that he's adding to the record. It's an argument. It's, it's, it's an argument. He's stating new facts. He's telling you different things that were not heard during the hearing. If, if we had heard who it was, he would have said that it was Amy Smith. That's not in the record. But what is in the record is that the reason why there was a there was a violation that was issued was because we didn't put the word open. If it was open, yeah, maybe there wouldn't be a violation. That does go to the content. So again, for the reasons that stated here, we're asking that the that the board is stop any type of monetary fines because of this selective enforcement. It's a, really it's, it's it's up to the township. It's an either or scenario. Either you prohibit every single neon sign in the township, or you allow every single neon sign in the township. <laughs> right? So it's inconsistent, or and because you cannot condone this activity that's been that's been perpetuated by the by the zoning officers here who have who've taken a blind eye to other people because of the content of the speech. Thank you. Very well argued, John. Um, let's take a quick exact session. Time for public comment? Yeah. Can we do public comment and come back to the exact session?